0: All right, Constance, what are we talking about today on this episode of Two Fit to Be Tied?
1: All right, well, Jerome, we are talking about conflict resolution.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: And communicating in a healthy way.
0: All right. Do you think we're capable of handling this?
1: I think you I think we are, yeah. Okay. All right. We have great communication. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, I think we do. <laughs>
1: All right, so here's. So when you
0: yell at me and make me feel bad and hurt my feelings, I know. No, I know. no I'm kidding.
1: I know. But I just take over. That's, that's the problem. And you just let me, you know, so it works out really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we're sort of pretty well balanced we in are. this so, weird dynamic. Okay.
1: I thought we'd bring this up because I had a situation the other day with my six year old son. Okay. And he had a friend over. And these two were arguing, like, incessantly, which is very—it just wasn't typical of—it's not typical of my son. Um, but it's also not typical for these two friends to be like this. So I don't know if they just had a rough day. I don't know what the story was. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it would happen on my watch, not on when the other mom watches them. You know, like, right. they're angels. But for me, it or was she, like—
0: Or she just ignores them. It's true.
1: She, <laughs> so She I'm, gets her box of wine out
0: and— <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If that's I don't know if she listened to this or.
1: I don't know. Right now, she, now she's gonna call me and. Yeah. yeah I do not do that. Okay. Um So I, that we're in the car.
0: Bottles of wine, not boxes. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: So we're in the car, and I hear them like kind of disagreeing, and my son is talking about going swimming. Okay, and I'm taking them to the pool, and he says, "Oh, I have I have I have my goggles with me," and his friend says, "Well, goggles are for babies," and. My son gets mad and says, that was hurtful. And he's like, and it's so funny because he says, you need to think before you speak. You don't <laughs> say those things. That's mean. And I was so proud of him because he really used his words. And yeah,
0: he didn't just lash out and, like, crack the yes. kid over, yeah. you know, the or jaw. Yeah, or
1: cry or, you know what I mean? Like, he really just used his words, which was great. Mm-hmm. And the kid, I, I, so I interject and I said, you know, when you hurt someone's feelings, you have to say sorry. And I'm like, that was that was kind of rude, you mm-hmm. know? So the kid says, I'm sorry. Literally two seconds later, he goes into calling him a baby again for some other reason. And I go, okay, you know what? This is exactly what I mean. I'm like, boys, let me explain to you. This kid's probably never gonna come to my house again. I said, you don't say you're sorry for something, like the goggles, Uh and then turn around and do it again on a different topic. You just did the same thing in a different way after you said sorry. I said, when you say sorry for something, you have to say sorry, mean it, and not do it again. Because when you do it again, it basically negates any of the—it negates the first apology.
0: Right. You do it again. How sorry were you in the first place?
1: Exactly.
0: And most most likely what's happening with this kid is that he's got somebody older than him, probably an an older sibling or cousin or somebody at school who calls him a baby— so he's... Returning you know, the favor? He, well, he's returning the favor. Now, you know, he's, you know, he's sort of lashing out. I mean, it takes kids a while to figure out where they are. doesn't make it right.
1: It's funny you mention that because when I told the mom, she said that's exactly what happened. Wow, okay. That it was an older cousin that was sort of doing the same thing all weekend, and I think he was just paying it forward. Yeah, <laughs> you know. just,
0: you know, just doing what he... You know, in, in our last podcast, we talk, talked about these cycles people get into... I think we did, and um, you it's very easy to do what's been done to you, mm-hmm. and it takes something extra to go, you know what? I, that happened to me. I didn't like it. I'm going to be different. You're right. You know, You're but right. for kids, I mean, that's, I mean a, six, that's, a, that's a tall order for six-year-olds. It's that, so true. You know,
1: I had a different situation where my daughter and my son were arguing and fighting. You know, one is 21, the other six, but whatever. We'll forget that part. And the 21-year-old was, you know, egging him on and just, like, being an older sister, mm-hmm. okay, which is a little, she's a little too old for, but okay. And Character was, building. Right. She's kind of, like, making fun of him in a little way. Well, he's really sensitive, and it hurt his feelings. And I stopped the both of them, and I was like, you say you're sorry to him because you hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. Whether you meant it or not, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't mean, I know your intent wasn't to actually hurt him, but yeah. it hurt his feelings, say you're sorry. She says she's sorry. And then he was, like, trying to get her back, you know. And I said, you, she said she's sorry. Now you accept the apology.
0: And don't try to one-up her. Right, um,
1: yeah, and don't, you know, two wrongs don't make a right kind of thing. And as I'm saying and explaining this, and truly, when I did the same thing with the two boys in the back, it, I'm not kidding you. I feel ridiculous saying this as an almost 40-year-old 40, 40 woman. I was like, huh, that's how it works. That is how healthy communication works. I mean, I know this, Mm -hmm. okay? I've learned this, but I am like, wow, all these years of all these relationships, and I've never had that.
0: You've never had that healthy communication.
1: I've never seen that as a kid, and I've never had that as a, you know, older, say, adult. I mean, I've seen glimpses of it from here here and there, you know? Mm -hmm. But I have never truly had that in the past. And I thought to myself, wow, this is what it's supposed to be like. Life would be so easy. Relationships would be so easy. They wouldn't be so much quote-unquote work if people were just healthy in the way that they communicated.
0: Well, absolutely. Well, they would be easier, I think, definitely.
1: You know how hard it is to say, Jerome, I didn't like when we were in a group, you know, with a group of people and you— made fun of me for X, Y, and Z. That hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Do you know how easy life would be if you just said, I am so sorry, I didn't mean to do that and won't do it again? And moving on with our lives. But when, what I'm used to is, uh Jerome, I didn't like that that hurt my feelings when you said that in front of people. I'm used to, now let me one-up you and be mad at you for being mad at me. And then it's like the cycle continues for days and days and days and maybe even weeks.
0: With one upping each other,
1: that is what I'm used to. I'm even used to that as, as a, a kid. Well as a kid, we weren't allowed to voice opinions, <laughs> but we were we've seen, we saw our parents argue, and mm-hmm. we, I think we learned a lot from that. I didn't learn how to I didn't learn what a, a, an apology was.
0: Yeah, it's like you learned what a one upping was. Well, I mean, I think there's so many things to come into I, I shouldn't say so many things, but a number of things to come into play with that. And and earlier today, we, this is going to be a future podcast, so this may not quite make sense. But then at the point where you tell somebody, I didn't like what you said to me earlier, that hurt my feelings. Sometimes things like that trigger shame in someone. Mm-hmm. And then if they can't handle it, depending on you know, issues that they're dealing with, They're not gonna go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, that shame to them is and again, I think we'll get into this later, is akin to annihilation. And I can't have that. I've gotta I've gotta protect myself. I've gotta protect myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about I don't know, someone who was very prominent figure in our country until early this year Mm -hmm. and could not admit wrong. That admission of of, of guilt, or, of guilt mm-hmm. or being wrong is akin to annihilation. So I will lie to you when you have something that proves that what I'm saying is demonstrably false. I still can't admit to that because that you know is just it just it's too much for me. I can't handle it. My ego can't handle that. Right. So I, I don't know, it's sort of got so so shame. We'll get into that at a at a different point. We will
1: definitely talk touch um, on that and talk about that. But when but, you I think, you know, when you have disagreements with people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you do see you that is a huge indicator. If somebody cannot communicate in a healthy way, mm-hmm. I I believe most of the time you're headed toward the toxic pathway in terms of a relationship.
0: Oh I I, I definitely think that's the case because over time that's gotta build up. You know, you might you might be okay with it like once or twice, but over time that's gotta take its toll when when you know those types of things are are building up. And the way I grew up is if somebody hits you, you hit them back. And I and I think when I was younger, that's the way I approached arguments. Okay, so you said something bad to me, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna get you back. Even even worse. But then, you know, I think maybe as a result of, I don't know evolution or meditation or one or the other I feel like okay if I care about this person I don't I don't want to hurt them and if they tell me that I've hurt them then I feel genuinely bad and and I want to correct that I don't want to take it to another take it to another level Mm
1: -hmm. it doesn't feed your ego It, it
0: doesn't it doesn't feed my ego and then if you care about this person it should actually hurt you that this other person is hurt if right. you care about this person enough, if they're hurting, then you are hurting right you know right um i mean it, it doesn't mean that I didn't suffer some some digs <laughs> <laughs> and then go, oh man, in my past, I would have said this right, but you know i I can't do that because i don't I don't want to hurt this person you know? i
1: I think a lot of times you know when you and there are two different people there are people that will continue and perpetuate and still do what they do you know there are mm-hmm. people that will throw the digs and and Take digs and throw them, and take them and throw them, and that's how they survive. And there are others that have gone through that. Like, you and I are a perfect example of being in a relationship, taking digs, and throwing them. And it doesn't make you feel good.
0: No, you feel feel shitty. Like, I hurt this person that I really care about.
1: And even though they hurt me, it just doesn't make you feel better when you throw in the digs. So I think that for you and I, we've been there, we've done that, and it's like not something we ever want to go back to doing. You know?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: When I was a kid, I would definitely did not um, learn that when someone hits you, you hit them back. Because I, probably because I was a girl, um, I was taught that somebody hits you, you just take it. You know? And that was direct oh. from my parents, really. Like, oh, okay. You, because that would bring shame upon my, my family if I got, got into, into a, a fight. God forbid, a fight. I'm a girl. Like, that's how they viewed it. Like, you don't, oh. you don't fight. You don't, you know? Mm-hmm. So I learned very early on how to take punches, so to speak, and, you know, just, just bottle it up and push it down inside. Um, and my parents, although argued very, very much, um, that was the majority of my childhood, they would stonewall. They would not speak to each other. They actually went six months without speaking one word to each other. Wow. And that is what I learned. And that is truly, in, in past relationships, what I have done. I was just, I would just go silent. And I learned to just shut everything off and not, I didn't do it intentionally. It was just, you know, the way it's I dealt with it. It's just what you saw. It's just how I knew. So you,
0: you weren't you weren't thinking like, okay, I'm not going to talk to you for a while. See how you like that. That was not your thinking. You just.
1: Well, shut. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was really good. Like, I was like, listen, I mean, I am, I have like a PhD in being able to stonewall—I've seen it for six months living in the same house. That, I know how to that play is, the game. That,
0: that is impressive. So I mean, not, I mean, maybe not in a good way. Not but. A, in
1: a yeah, impressive in a bad way. So I knew how to shut it off and not speak to somebody. For I mean, I could, I could go. I, I'm a master at it. Wow. I don't I don't like that feeling. I don't like coming home to somebody where you're ignoring and you're. It's just, it's a horrible horrible feeling. I never ever want to live like that again. But that is how I learned how to deal with emotion. And then eventually, as time passes, you get over it. You know, it's not as fresh in your mind. It's easier to say, okay, you know, let's just move on. Just sweep it under the rug kind of thing um, until the next time, until the next time, until the next time. And so it just continues to build and get worse because you're not really dealing with your problems.
0: And so you, you've never you, – you haven't you resolved anything. You just got to the point where something was like, okay, i got to talk to this person because –
1: I don't know. right, you have to like because yeah, we're, we're married and we're going to a wedding together and we have to like put on a brunch.
0: right. Yeah, you have to get your shoes or right. Or, so yeah. might as well
1: talk and yes. just move on with it.
0: And then you kind of fall in, okay, we're talking now.
1: Right, and wow. you forget about it. But you know, I look at these conflicts with these little kids and with my two kids together, and I'm like, my God, this is this is how it's supposed to be. If I could teach my kids how to how to argue in a healthy way. Mm-hmm then, like, I feel like I've done my job. If my kids know what emotion is and they can identify their emotion and they can actually say how they feel and learn how, learn empathy and learn how to say I'm sorry and not repeat their mistakes, I have truly done my job here on Earth.
0: Wow, okay. So you've done your job here on Earth. So far,
1: so far, I'm, like, batting. You're (laughs) killing it. (laughs) So far, I am (laughs) killing it in the mom department. Um, But... I, I've learned through these little kids how to like what is supposed to be healthy, you know. And I'm able to practice that with people that aren't toxic, you know. I'm able to say I didn't like this or I did. This is how I feel. This is only like this portion of my life that I've learned how to do that. So,
0: when you say this portion, what do you mean? This
1: like the last oh, oh, this. several the last few years okay. have I been able to actually have conversations with people and say, hey. This wasn't cool, you know? Yeah. And I, I you, when you do it with somebody who actually knows how to communicate in a healthy way, it's like, oh, my God, that was so easy. You know, yeah. it, it actually, you have to reprogram because you're so used to being You're ready for you're, you're
0: waiting for a fight. You're ready. Oh, I for, got guns
1: blazing. Like, I am yeah, ready. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell this person I did not like that. This upset me, and I am ready for war.
0: And Cause, cause, you, because from your experience— there's some shit coming back at you if you tell somebody you didn't like what they did.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be an all So, you're, you're
0: putting a shield up and like, okay, let's let's do this thing.
1: And then when you tell somebody this and they come back to you and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I won't, you know, you, you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this artillery? <laughs>
0: yeah. I was kind of— I was, I kind was of, like, kind of ready. I was riled up. I was ready to go.
1: <laughs> so, tell me about your experience when you were a kid because I think that that— we talk a lot a bit about past, but mm-hmm. that's how you learn.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, so I mean, so you talk about your parents. I mean, like I heard, and and I say a lot. You know, I had great parents, but I mean, I nobody's perfect, and my parents argued. Um, they did not. We they usually didn't argue in front of us. Like they would be in their room, and it was sometimes hmm. loud enough we could hear it. Um, but um, and and you asked me this before. There was no name calling. There was no. There was no
1: like you effing no. So and so.
0: No, it was. Go eff yourself. No, there was none of that. I mean, there were. I mean, there were. You know, raised voices at times, and 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 some probably some yelling at times, but nothing where I look back and and heard my dad. Call my mom something, or my mom call my dad something. It was just like completely, just like, holy shit, that was bad. Like you what? Know? Well, like you said, you you fucking this. Oh, or heard you heard that? No, I did not oh, hear I was that. That's say, what I'm wait, saying. When did that happen? No, I'm saying I I did not yeah, hear you that. You would be shocked if you it did. Was just, I would be shocked if okay. I did. And then just kind of how I grew up and where I grew up. You know, like I said, if somebody hits you, you you hit them back. Even though, like, I wouldn't. I mean, I probably said F you some when I was younger. I like,
1: like twice, I said it like twice. You know,
0: when, you know, when when I was younger, because it was like that whole thing of somebody hits you, you yeah. hit them back. You don't let somebody just you don't let somebody just hit you. Right. I mean, that's how I grew up. Because if you do, then everybody's going to be hitting you. You know, like I mentioned before, it's like I don't if I care about you, I don't want to hurt you. Right. Like I may want to tell you that I'm I don't like what you did, but. I don't want you to be hurt at the end of the day. Right. I don't want to take some dig in you at you that you now think about for the rest of your life because some some shit you say you can't take back you you can, you can of, yeah. apologize for right. it, but you can't you can't take back the the effect of things that you say to people or, or or you don't you don't get to decide whether you can take that back, right? So if you say something and it hurts somebody you know to their core. You can say you're sorry, but you can't decide whether or not they go, oh, okay, that terrible thing you said is not going to hurt me anymore. Right. You know? Right. So don't fucking take digs at them. Express your displeasure with whatever <laughs> you didn't like. But don't, don't try to hurt them in the process. Why would you want to hurt them? You know? it's,
1: it's also a portion of it is control. You mm-hmm. know, how many times have you wanted to say something to somebody and you just say it in your head, you know? Like, I think of all the ways I'd like to just, you know, poison my ex-husband. I think of all these <laughs> ways. Like, I could do it like this. I could do it like that. Mm-hmm. Do I do it? No, I don't do it.
0: Yeah. but Not yet. You haven't done it yet. Not yet. I haven't okay. done it yet.
1: But you—and <laughs> I say that really, do. I really am joking. Um, okay. Just because right, I'd have to be a full-time parent and that would be a lot for me, you know? I, I like. I I may, like my I may, may be doing
0: this podcast on my own in the future,
1: <laughs> but you don't actually follow through with this shit. You say things in your head, mm-hmm. like you. What mm-hmm, will we'll have mm-hmm. you call in
0: from from we, jail?
1: Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I kind of I got.
1: Do you think they let you podcast for like thirty minutes? You, what, what do you think the phone calls are?
0: You know, I think. I mean, I think it depends on um, we, your, your status in the, in okay, the jail. Okay. Okay. Well, we could you know, start
1: so, with. You have gotten a collect call from yeah you know? uh, yeah exactly. That's how we it's start the podcast. Collect
0: call from Cook County.
1: <laughs> Cook. Oh my God, it would be Cook because I live in Cook now. Yeah, yeah, I better watch my step.
0: Yeah, can't handle that shit. I I I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like you might kick ass in there. I don't know.
1: You DuPage, could be on the, you I could, could handle be on the, DuPage, Page. Not Ca- not Cook though. You, Cook's you could be on the story. phone
0: for a half hour. <laughs> it's like the queen is coming through. She needs the <laughs> phone. <laughs> oh, shit, she podcasts. And then, and and then can like, help. I do
1: autographs and yeah, I help yeah. others. Yeah, help
0: people, yeah. Yes. yeah. This
1: could be my plan B. You're right. You're right. It's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but you think about things you want to say to people. You don't actually say it. out. Of, it doesn't come out of your, out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Some of these people, toxic certain personalities, some people just in general cannot help themselves. They have to let it out. And, settle, you know, I've always told, um, I've always said that, like, when my when my son – Gets to the point where he, if he can't control his anger, I will make him drop and give me 20 push ups. Cause it's a lot of it is that energy, ex, like you have to expend energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead of
1: doing it through your mouth, you're going to do it through your body.
0: Well, I mean, interesting that you say that. Cause I was listening and listening to and reading some things lately where sometimes we get into this thing where you feel threatened and you have this fight flight mm-hmm. or um or hide reaction you know you want to fight somebody you want to you know flee you want to run away or you need to go and hide and so those are those are natural responses to uh feeling threatened and what happens a lot of times today is that you have that instinct and then there. You nothing happens. Somebody cuts you off in the road. You, you don't fight them. You don't fight them. You, you don't. You don't fight them. You don't run away and you don't hide. And so that the 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 effect of that feeling kind of stays with you. Right. So in the in the past, like so, you, you talk about having your son do twenty push-ups. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're having him expend that energy that was built up because of the threat that he felt. Right. So what happens now is is you feel that threat. You don't do anything with the energy. So that's just like like, circulating around in your body. Yep. Those, um, those uh, hormones and those, um, I don't know what you call them, chemicals that make you feel shitty and, and you haven't done anything with them. So they're just kind of floating around causing you illness. That's why a lot of people are sick.
1: Yeah, it's true. Even breathing things out. I mean yeah. there are times like he will be upset and I'm like okay we go deep inhale blow it Breathe out, it out. And, he, and he tries to do it you know and he's <laughs> like he's choking on air and it's like but it does it does work it's like yeah. wow I mean I'm just trying to get his mind off of it thinking maybe uh-huh. this will keep his mind off of it but yeah. when I see him actually do it and blow it out and you know it it does it does help a lot yeah um, so anyways I just think that people sometimes struggle with control Of their emotions and of their anger. And instead of just getting it out through your mouth in words, there are other ways to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we're both, we both train people. What I notice a lot of times is when I'm working with people and they're, they're um, exerting themselves physically, they also are getting, they're also talking about these things that have happened to them in their lives. And it's almost, it's almost like, they, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, like I don't I don't tell people, oh, so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that when we were working out. Because it's almost like, I don't know, like a client, Therapy. patient, yeah, you know, privilege or uh, confidentiality or I don't know, whatever you call it. Because you almost can't help it. You know, it's like you're exerting yourself physically. So now you're expending that energy that you had that when you would normally fight run away or hide, with that comes the thing that bother you. Mm-hmm. They almost can't help it. So for me to talk about it with somebody would be like, I don't know, just like a, I don't know, a huge betrayal, I feel like. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I
1: time. do. I think that th- there are more, I think you get a lot accomplished when people are working out because they're able to just spew everything that they've been feeling that day, that mm-hmm. morning, that week. That month, and you just you get a lot of information, um, and so I mean that that's it's ther- it's therapy really it's a form of therapy. So um, I have just learned that through children, I have learned how to uh, communicate in a healthy way, uh-huh. and I've seen I've, I have had to teach it. So,
0: so what was the number one thing you learned from that? From that, uh, I learned that
1: honestly, it shouldn't be hard to communicate. It should not be that difficult to tell somebody how you feel, and it it should, be, it should be safe to be able to tell someone how you feel and not get attacked for that. That's the number one thing I've learned. And I mean, uh. for as long as I've lived it, you'd think that I would have possibly learned that along the way. It's only taken me this long. But it's like, wow, it didn't have to be that hard. It never had to be that hard.
0: Do you think it had to—okay, so here's the thing. From what you just said, you— It shouldn't be that hard if you're able to express yourself. Right. You know, the thing that makes it difficult is if you can't be vulnerable with that person who you're trying to express yourself to. Right. It's going to be difficult if you say, okay, this is how I feel, and you get attacked for it. It can't—I don't don't care who you are. It's just going to be difficult.
1: Is that what it was like when you were married? I mean, I know from our conversations that you— learn to not say much.
0: Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I, I can say this, I can say that, and I can share this, and I can share that because I'm going to get attacked for this. That thing is going to be thrown back in my face. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about communication, you know, part of it, a lot of it is who you're communicating with, right? right? So so, so, think about the things that are, the, the things that are important to you or the things that are hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about that with everybody, right? Right, you, you've got just the podcast. Just, just the podcast. <laughs> just
1: the thousand people that have subs- you know subscribed to our podcast. That's but, it.
0: But, but if you're if you're bearing your soul, that person that you're talking to needs to be somebody that you trust. Right. If you can't fully trust that person to go, okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I care about you, and. I'm not going to throw this back in your face because I realize that this is a a soft spot for you, then you can talk about those things with that person. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it and go, yeah, they're going to say, well, oh, that was stupid. Or you're stupid for doing that. Or now that makes me feel bad. Right. Then you're not, how can you feel comfortable talking about those things?
1: You're right. You're right. And let's talk about reciprocity. Like, you not only do you have to feel comfortable talking to somebody about your feelings, but you have to be able to accept that as well. If somebody comes to you, have you ever had somebody tell you something and it, like, actually hurts you physically? Like, it triggers. Do you ever feel that? It literally feels like they took a string and just, like, let it go.
0: Well, we'll elaborate on that. Like, like
1: you know, someone might say, to, say, might say to me, you know, I didn't like that you did that or that that didn't make me feel good. And it's like, ooh, that hurt. That actually hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It actually physically hurts me when I hear that because I'm like, I disappointed somebody. And I don't like that feeling. Or I feel like this golf ball in my throat. Like, oh, my God, I, I didn't mean to. And you have to almost, like, put your feelings aside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or sometimes you feel defensive. Like, well, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I, I didn't intentionally try to hurt you. But you have to realize that person feels the way they feel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether that was your intent or not. Put your feelings aside and you have to deal with the way that they, you know, deal with them the way that you'd want to be treated.
0: You, you have to put yourself in their shoes right. and say, okay, this, what you're feeling right now is valid.
1: Right. And you don't do it again. You don't turn yeah. around and do the same thing again.
0: I mean, yeah. And, and it, I think it goes back to being, you know, mature enough to to handle that sort of a interaction where you go oh, I didn't mean anything by that, but that hurt you? The, the idea that I hurt you is like, that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. That, that hurts me, so I'm not going to do that again.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's where you and I and some of our listeners may be, um, where you are in this cycle of just you're shutting down because you're afraid to tell the other person how you feel because if you do, it's going to be thrown in your face or there's going to be repercussions and that's just, you end up living, you you end up learning how to just survive with the other person instead mm-hmm. of realizing that that isn't really true love. And it has nothing to do with you as a person or you not being lovable, or it has everything to do with the person you're trying to communicate with. Right. Because they don't have, they either lack empathy or, like you said earlier, they can't handle the feeling of being guilty or feeling shame. And, you know, there is... There, there are people that, are, that struggle, that have terrible communication skills, that can't really be taught how to show and accept vulnerability. And I think that that's yeah. the, the real message, is that if you're in a relationship that you don't have healthy communication, I just don't think that something like that is salvageable, because you are stuck in this ever-evolving um, cycle of shutting down
0: if you're in a relationship this is my thought Mm -hmm. and you don't have healthy communication and you both realize that then it's like okay let's work on our communication skills but if one or 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 both are unwilling to work on the communication skills then it's like that's not that may not be salvageable right or you're just in for a lifetime of 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 negativity right you know, and maybe this is the, the optimist to me, but if you don't have healthy communication skills and then one or both realizes that and you start to work on it, you can go, okay, well, maybe we can turn this thing around. You know, but in the event that one or both are like, ah, yeah, I kind of like the way I am. Then
1: <laughs> yeah, some people are not willing to change. Yeah. They don't want to see the mirror that is, you know… What, what, what a
0: relationship brings to you. I mean, yeah. you, you're with somebody a lot. You, you see yourself reflected. You can say, you know, how you want to be or, or how you are. But when you're in a relationship and that you see how you affect other people, it's like somebody holding up a mirror to you. And then you have to say, okay, well, did I do a shitty thing or, or, or what? You have to examine that. You, you have to look at it.
1: You know what it's like? It's sort of like starting an exercise program. You okay. get people that don't want they do not want to come in, they do not want to work out because they don't want to see how far gone they've they are. They don't want to deal with the fact that they've let themselves go. They don't want to deal with some of the failures that they have surrounding their mm-hmm. diet and their and their, you know, health. Um and then you get those people that are willing that are maybe, you know, a hundred pounds overweight, but those people, you know, you can look at those people and say, they're never going to change. But if they really, they're willing to see what, maybe how far that gone they they really are in terms of their endurance or how much they've let themselves go go over the years, but they're willing to make a change and put forth some effort. It's that kind of person that can change. And I think it's sort of similar in the communication, you know, arena as well.
0: A- absolutely. And, and when you talk about an exercise program and people that don't want to see where they are or how they are, like, I, I, I tell people, like, I don't, I'm not going to beat you up about how much you weigh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just how much you weigh. And and that people go, I, I don't want to get on the scale. And I'm like, well, you weigh whatever you weigh, whether or not you get on the scale. Mm-hmm. So if you're... <laughs> If you're 170 pounds, you're 170 pounds whether or not you get on the fucking scale. Right. It just lets me know and lets you know where you are. You don't even have to tell me what it says. But it just, it just, it lets you know your starting point. So you can say, okay, this is where I want to be.
1: Well, wait, just for the record, this, I don't know how you feel about this. When somebody tells me I weigh 150 pounds and they look at me like,
0: <gasps> what do you
1: think? Like, like, oh my God, are you going to judge me? I'm like, that means... Absolutely nothing to me because you could be 150 pounds of pure muscle and be ripped, or you could be 150 pounds of pure fat and be huge. You could you could be a size four, you could be a size sixteen. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, absolutely. The, the whole thing is like you. When when I work with someone, it's like okay, well, what are your goals? My job is to help you to get to where you want to be. So if you weigh X number. Of pounds and you're happy there right I don't I'm not I'm not trying to make you lose 20 pounds if you weigh X number of pounds and then you feel like okay I I'm gonna be better I'm gonna look and feel better if I'm here then I want to help you get to that to that place the only point the only time where I kind of go outside of that is if your doctor has said you need to lose weight because of XYZ you've Mm -hmm. got this issue you need to lose weight. Other than that, if you're happy where you are, then we're cool. Right. Other than that, if you want to lose weight, then I'm trying to get you there. I might be a little concerned if you're like sort of underweight and you're trying to, you know, lose weight, then it's like we might have to have a discussion or, or rethink things. But my, I, don't, I don't care what you weigh. I care what, what your goals are and where you want to be.
1: You know what's funny is when I went through my life coaching certification, we were not, we were instructed and we were um, educated and trained on not bringing up the past. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to really speak about the past. Okay. And it's kind of similar to training. We don't sit and say like, well, I mean, what have, what have you been doing for the last 10 years? Sitting on your couch eating bonbons? We don't talk about that. We don't care that yeah. you haven't worked out for 10 years. We only care about the now. We what's- only care about what we're going to do in the future to get you where you wanna be. And yeah. I think that so many people are worried about the past that they don't actually come in and do anything about it because they do end up having to see that mirror and think, I should have done this before. I should have taken care of myself. I shouldn't have eaten pizza three nights a week. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, and yeah. And
1: similar with therapy. I mean, people who come in and say, well, God, I shouldn't have done this with my spouse, or I shouldn't have spoken to them like this, or I shouldn't mm-hmm. have said, you know, these horrible words to them it, it, you have to be ready to deal with that and want to move on in order to really see you know a
0: change well and and the the interesting thing is and i, I don't know if we're getting up on a tangent here but when you talk about not talking about the past mm-hmm. when you talk about the past you you relive the past and if you're thinking about what you're going to bring into your life if you're constantly thinking about where you were yesterday,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then tomorrow you're gonna to be where you were yesterday. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's why there's a lot of focus now on being present and being in the now because a lot of times we think about the future and we think about the future as being the same as the past, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, I made X number of dollars yesterday and tomorrow I'm probably gonna make X number of dollars. So you're probably going to make that same amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're in the present and you can say, you know what, I want to do something different, then you can project that into your future and that will be your new reality. I don't, I don't know if I'm, does that make sense it or not? It does.
1: So in, in recapping, okay. first we started with, you know, what healthy communication is. What we really have learned okay. is that, what have we learned <laughs>
0: I don't, you you sounded like you had some heavy shit coming. You're gonna make. You're gonna just like wrap this whole thing up. I was gonna
1: just. I was. I was gonna just.
0: Well, I mean, I think. Okay, so you talk about <laughs> communication, and you talk about, and I think this is where you're going. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. So, you can look at communication you saw in the past, and you can continue in that way, and that will become your future. Right. Mm-hmm. This is true. Or. And along the same lines, you can say, I weighed this much in the past, you know, and so that's probably what I'm going to weigh in the future. So that's what you're going to weigh in the future. Yeah. The past is the past. It happened. It was an event. In the present, you can say.
1: I'm going to do something different.
0: I'm going to do something different in the future. Yeah. Or in the present, you can say, I'm going to do what I did in the past. Right. So are you going to live in the past? And repeat that, or are you going to live in the future and do something different? Right. And the and the choice is yours. Boom. Boom! Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> I, I, I think we got to end this. <laughs>
1: That's it. We did it. I
0: think, I think we got to end this right, right now. <laughs> For Two Fit to be Tied, I'm Jerome.
1: I'm Constance.
0: And we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> Oh, oh,